You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey there, thanks for joining me for episode number 114. Today is just you and me, just me on this side of the microphone and you on the other side with your headphones. I'm going to be talking about purpose and I want you to be thinking ahead to whether you think you're fulfilling the purpose that God has called you to or whether there is something that's been standing in the way. I'm going to challenge you with a little bit of my own story and then I'm going to ask you to think about What do you need to do next in order to make that happen in your life? Now, I know I talk about goals and stuff sometimes. This is not really about goals. This is really about purpose. And so when we're focused on our purpose, we sometimes make some pretty drastic changes in life, and they might not even make a lot of sense to some of the people around us. But ultimately, it's amazing when we can step into what God has for us, even when it's risky. Let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on in my life. start out with talking a little bit about the double standards that we have in life. I'll give you some examples from the beauty world and then you'll see what I mean. For example, we straighten curly hair and we curl straight hair. Then we take bags out from under our eyes and add collagen to our lips. So be stung lips but not be stung eyes, I guess. And then there was this time when I remember having to wear these control top pantyhose. So glad those are gone. They created the world's largest muffin top, so they actually controlled nothing. (laughs) So control top. Yuck. And then there's this think back to like 15 year olds when we wanted to do everything to look older. And at 30, I wanted to do everything to look 15. And then bedhead is cool when it's styled that way, but it isn't cool when it's really bedhead. And then there's 25-year-olds who color their hair gray, but older people who color over their gray. There's a lot of irony in life. It's not just double standards in the beauty world. There's also double standards in other areas. For example, in one of the hobbies that I've enjoyed over my life, quilting. Quilters cut fabric up into little pieces and then sew it all back together again. Or we use social media, but it's anything but civil or social much of the time. We get gadgets and smartphones that are supposed to save lots of time, but they become big time wasters in the end. We work harder, and then we spend more of that money that we earn, so we have to work even harder. I've been doing some pondering lately, so these are some things that have been going through my mind. I'll let you inside of my brain for a moment as I talk through a little bit in this episode, so I hope that isn't too frightening for you. But as I weigh out what's important to me and where I invest my time, I want, to, I want to bring you in on that a little bit so that you can see that when we present ourselves as podcasters, and I say ourselves because I'm part of a big world of people who do podcasts, we're not putting ourselves out there to say we have it all perfect. It's more like here I am, I'm a human being just like you. And I've been burning the candle at both ends many days over the course of this last year. So I've been weighing things out to figure out what to keep and what to let go of and how to structure my life as I think about the last quarter of this year and moving into the next year. Do I want 2022 to look exactly like 2021? 
No, I don't. There have been some times where I didn't get enough sleep and I'm not taking care of myself. So I've been weighing things out to figure out how to find, not really balance, but um, one of my podcasting friends recently said, calibration. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to recalibrate. And I'm part of this mastermind group of podcasters. And a few weeks back, I was in what they call the hot seat. And we're talking about how to not burn out on podcasting. And I was asking my podcasting friends, what do you do when you have so much on your plate and podcasting is a lot of work. You have to record and edit and put the social media out there and do all the things that go along with it. And many of my friends had some suggestions for me, but a lot of those really weren't right for me. Now, there's nothing against my podcasting friends or any other friends that would give me advice, but sometimes only you can do the reevaluating and figure out your next step. Friends will give you input and you can weigh it out But instead of their input being the right next step, it could also be that it's just opening the door for you to think more and to creatively figure out a better plan. So what happened after I listened to a lot of input from those friends was for me to think through and and really ask those questions. Is that what I should be doing or is there something else? A lot of them offered a solution that I should take a break from the Life Repurpose show until life settles down a bit. And it was all out of concern for my well-being, for sure. Um, One asked me to rate my passion for podcasting. And then I I gave a number of like on a scale of one to 100, how, how on fire I felt about doing a podcast. And another one suggested that my rating didn't sound passionate enough and that I shouldn't be doing it. And another said you should... Oh, wait, you hear all those shoulds? Yeah, they're spoken by well-meaning people, but everyone had a different idea for what I should do. And to me, whenever somebody is telling me what I should do, it's a flag, not necessarily a red one, maybe an orange flag to slow down and ponder and consider if I should truly do all the things that they're suggesting. So I did. I pondered and I came up with something more drastic than what they were suggesting, really. Something that makes no sense and a ton of sense all at the same time. So I want you to stay with me because I'm going to tell you what it was. And I'm going to tell you that because if you're in my shoes on some other thing, probably not podcasting, but some other purpose in your life, you might need to do something drastic too. So let's talk about what I did. give a little bit of backstory here. In addition to being a podcaster, I'm a freelancer. I write books, but I also edit books and I design covers and interiors for other authors and publishers. And so that's my full-time work in many ways because that's my day job or my late night job sometimes. I was also managing social media for several businesses and consulting on website content and digital marketing for others. And on top of that, I'm active in developing a stronger online ministry in my church and I'm overseeing the leadership of some aspects of that ministry. So podcasting is at the heart of what I want to do because it's an extension of the ministry that I believe God has called me to. And that is the ministry of reaching people who are hurting and broken and helping them find hope in the midst of the trashy stuff of life. And what had happened to me was that the paying freelance work and the volunteer work had started to crowd out my passion. Now I still need a job, we still have bills to pay, and I still want to serve at my church. So I'm not going to just ditch everything. But podcasting is one of those things that I believe God has called me to because I can directly connect with people 
with a message sharing an interview from someone else or maybe something like today where I'm sharing from my own heart. I'm honored to do work for the clients that I have. I have great clients, but bottom line, I believe God is not honored when I forsake what he has called me to do, writing and podcasting, in order to spend all of my time pursuing a paycheck. So when I wasn't passionate about podcasting at the moment that someone asked me about it, it was because I had no brain space to be creative. And when I lose the creativity, it just takes the fun out of it. And it just isn't the same. It just becomes a task that I check on a box. So I want to ask you a question. Have you been so invested in earning a paycheck that you've had no brain space to be passionate about something you love? Doesn't this happen when a workaholic stops paying attention to family members to pursue that paycheck? Isn't this what happens when a worker spends so much time at the office that they barely see the sunshine outside? Can you think of examples of something in your life that you wish you could do, but it feels indulgent because there isn't even time to eat a proper meal or get sleep? That's where we enter in the part of my brain where I needed a solution. I don't want to look back 10 years from now and think I wasted 10 years trying to fill up a bank account or to pay for new windows on my house when God has called for something else for me. Now, my house does need new windows and we've been gradually replacing those. But over time, no one is really going to care about the windows for another year or two. But the one thing that hasn't changed is that there still are hurting people who need a message of hope. So I decided after a lot of prayer and asking God for direction to quit some of my work. As hard as it was, I notified three of my regular clients and I told them I would be discontinuing my monthly social media services. Ugh. It was hard to do because it's scary. It's scary because it's more than a fourth of my annual income that goes away with that decision. And I also made some other work-related changes that resulted in a loss of income rather than a gain. But I realized that out of fear of not having enough or fear for the future that I was actually pushing to prove something to people that I could earn this much money that I by myself could do this as a freelancer. And I I realized that I'm out to prove something a lot of the time. I'm sensing God now in light of these changes that I'm making that he's giving a smile and a green light. And I really feel like that's just lifting a burden off of my shoulders. And I'm still in the transition process, but I've been able to help two of my clients quickly move to different freelancers that were an even better fit than I have been all along with them. And so I just have a little bit more wrapping up to do. And then that portion of my work will no longer be on my plate with all the notices coming in on my phone and the things that go along with that. But here's what makes it terrifying podcasting doesn't pay my bills. In fact, it costs money because there's hosting and software and things that go along with it. And writing books doesn't pay all the bills either. But I realized that for that fear of the unknown, that financial fear, I hold back from taking the leap of obedience. Are you there too? Are you hearing me? Are you holding back from taking a leap because of that financial piece? Or maybe maybe there's another piece. Maybe it's not financial. Maybe it's something else. Um, it could be a fear of letting people down. Like, I don't want to stop doing this thing because I don't want to let people down. And really, God might have, just like I found out there were these people ready to go that could serve even better than me. Looking back, I have a realization of just how many leaps my husband and I have taken and how God has provided. And that has given me 
like kind of this incentive of saying, well, if he did it before, he can do it again. So in my 20s, I left a nursing career to raise our two sons and I gave up two thirds of our family income to do that. And that affected all of us. So it wasn't just me giving up a career. It was us as a family making this decision to cut our income way back and live in a different way. Then when our sons were in middle school, we moved our family to a new town to live on less income with bigger expenses. But that was God calling my husband into full-time ministry. Then I left a job at an agency where it was a steady paycheck, where I knew how much I'd be paid each paycheck. And I became a freelancer with no sure promise of income. Then over the last few years, really worked up into a place where I had about the right client balance for what I thought we needed for our family bills. And then it just started to take off. And now that's back to where he started the story of how I came to the place where I realized I've lost sight of my purpose and my focus. I want to ask you, what risk is God asking you to take for your purpose? What's in your way? I want to challenge you to figure out how to do it. And when everyone has said, give up your passion, I want you to hear what God's saying, that he might have something different in mind. If other people are saying, you're not going to be able to do that thing, you're not going to write the book, you're not going to launch this, you're not going to do that thing, you're not going to live on a lake, you're not going to whatever it, you know, you know what your purpose is or what you your goal is. When other people say you can't do it, what is God saying? And I want to ask you the question, what is your passion if you weren't distracted by paying bills or doing what other people think you should do? Before you go today, I want to share some resources with you, but I want to encourage you to write down a statement about what that passion is and then write down what is standing in the way. And then I want you to just really pray about it and ask God, how do I get from here to here? There's this big gap in between my reality and what I want to do and where I believe you're calling me. How, God, are you going to provide in the middle of that? Now, he might not give you a specific answer. Uh, He has given me a clear go. Just take the leap, cut back on some of the client work so that you have that space to write so that your brain is free to creatively think about this podcasting thing. But I don't know yet exactly how he's paying the the rest of the bills and how God's filling the gap. I have no idea. And I'm kind of excited to see how he does it because every single time in our life, he has done it in surprising ways. And never once have we gone without something we needed and never once have we been desperate. So as I trust him, I'm asking, would you trust him too? Would you join me? The resource that I want to recommend today is one that I've been listening to an audiobook format when I'm out at the track walking in the mornings. And this is a book by Michael Hyatt and his daughter, Megan Hyatt Miller. It's called Win at Work and Succeed at Life, Five Principles to Free Yourself from the Cult of Overwork. Now, this really fits with this topic that I've been talking about today. It is a book written for leaders, but it applies to so many different things in life, really. It's I've found that a lot of the principles are things that I've known already. They're not brand new, but when they're just put together in a book format, I, maybe I just need the reminder over and over again. You hear it one more time in a little different way. It really talks about how 
wins in one area of life, like maybe your career, can come at a great cost to your health, your relationships, and your personal well-being. And it really looks at whether it's possible to win at work, whatever that is, whether it's freelancing, being a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling the kids, or working a career outside of the home, and also succeeding at life in general. So Michael and Megan talk about how they've made changes. Michael is really transparent in this book talking about how he feels like he failed in some ways his wife and his daughters when they were younger, when the girls were younger, because he was so driven for his career that it was really hard on the family. And he talks about how he wasn't at all the things for the kids. Now, we don't have to be at every single thing, but he said he wasn't at the the most important things in some ways. So they talk about these areas in life where we can wake up a little bit and look at where we can get this work-life balance and how we can find our sanity in the middle of it. And this balance is not really about everything being perfectly in balance, but more about how there's a little ebb and flow, pull here and a pull there, and how we adjust in one area to make up for another but we don't let it tip too far in the direction where we get to an unhealthy place. And so they talk about principles to rethink how we work and how we're productive, and they share some practices that help us to slow down and reclaim your life. Now, of course, in any book, there's going to be something where I say, well, this doesn't apply to me. Like, you know, Michael might talk about working three hours a day or taking a month off to go fly fishing or something like that. But the principles still remain and can be adjusted to everyday life. And it's eye-opening for me to realize that, you know, I can't go on sitting at my desk working long hours forever. I can't give up sleep forever. My body's going to protest at some point. So if you're looking for something that covers some of that and gives you some ideas for why we get out of balance and then how to get back in balance, then win at work and succeed at life is great. Again, I'm listening to the audiobook because I don't sit down and just read a book very often and I really want to get through it. And so for me, when I'm out exercising, I'm learning while I'm exercising. But one of the points in the book is also that sometimes we just need activities that are sheer release for our brain. And so not learning and listening to a book, but doing something where we're just free to uh, just not have to think and focus or learn on something. So that's also been convicting for me that I don't need to be listening to an audiobook every time I'm out for a walk. If you'd like an easy link to that book, you'll find it in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 114. And I'll just link right there so you can grab it from Amazon if you're looking for it. So I encourage you to get that. Thank you so much for listening as I share my heart. I have a guest interview again next week, and then we're going to be spending the rest of October with some guest interviews, and then I have a couple in November and a solo show or two here and there as well. And then I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break in the month of December as I refocus and regroup a little bit on some of the things that I have coming for the next year and the next season of this show. But next week, I have a treat for you with a couple of extra episodes just because it's the birthday of this show. So watch for a couple of extras to drop into your playlist next week and so you can listen to those interviews. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Look for us in the Life Repurpose community on Facebook and join the conversation. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. 
I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.